welcome back to episode 11 of Survivor at Home, the podcast where we break down Survivor 41 each episode. I'm your host, Jordan, alongside Andrew. Andrew, welcome in. Uh, such an interesting and great episode again tonight. And so we're getting ready to uh, to go and break down this episode 11, Do or Die. But first, we want to welcome in our guest for this week. Uh, has played Survivor at Home once, uh, season three. He was... A dangerous player, had a real good shot of going deep in the game. A twist didn't help him out very much. I also didn't help him out very much within that twist. Uh, and uh, and he was voted out, but uh, a very fierce competitor, uh, strong strategic survivor player and overall friend of the show. So welcome in Bryson Dell. Hello, hello. Thanks for having me, guys. So Bryson, we love when we introduce guests to hear about your history with Survivor. Yeah, so I mean, I've uh, grown up watching it. Uh, I probably missed the first couple seasons just because I was uh, pretty young at that point. But uh, yeah, I grew up with my family, my brother, my dad, uh, watching it every night on Wednesday nights, or I think it was on Thursday nights at one point as well. And uh, never, never skipped a beat. And yeah, grew up watching it through the, the glory days, you know, Aussies, the Jameses, Parvities, uh, and yeah, just continued to watch it. Uh, took a quick break in, uh, in university just as, uh, I don't know, some other things came up and I just, uh, lost time, but, uh, then really got back into it with uh, season 40, the winners at war was, uh, tons of fun just to see a bunch of my, uh, my favorite survivors battling it out. And so, yeah, got me hooked and, uh, <laughs> now I'm hooked on this season as well. Another lifelong fan. That's a couple weeks in a row where we've had true lifelong fans come on, uh, come on the podcast and someone else that I can relate to in terms of Survivor fan lifelong, but a little bit young to have watched the first couple of seasons and had to, uh, I know I, myself, I went back and did my research uh, on a couple of the early seasons and I'm sure you've done a bit of yours as well. We also like to talk about, so Survivor at home, um, you played a season, you were voted out in that season. Was there a strategy lesson that you, we've broken it down a bit um, off uh, off the record, but uh, <laughs> a, a strategy lesson that you learned from Survivor at home in your experience? Yeah, definitely. I think uh, Survivor is definitely a game about adjusting, um, adjusting on the fly. But I also think there is something to say about going in with a strategy and remembering what your strategy is. Um, because yeah, I, we we can get into it. But uh, my strategy going in was actually quite opposite of all the other new uh, players in season three in that I think I was probably the only person that wanted to work with, um, yeah, with returning players just because I figured it would be a shield and I could get them to turn on each other. Um, but early in the game, I got myself aligned with some new players, uh, uh, Tyler, and, uh, and yeah, like I was... I was completely uh, on board with going through with him, but then there came a point where it was, I had to either make a move to save uh, Jordan <laughs> and, uh, and keep a returning guy in my pocket or uh, let him slip and let Tyler kind of get his way. And that's what I did. And it ended up biting me in the butt because um, yeah, I mean, I ended up being a casualty because uh, 
another thing I did poorly was just that me and Tyler were making uh, plays together, but uh, but I kind of took all the heat for it. So once the twist uh, of uh, us voting someone off right off the bat from the merge happened, uh, I was pretty screwed. <laughs> it was uh, such you- an interesting dynamic. Oh, sorry. It was just such an interesting dynamic in that moment where um, with Redemption Island being the theme of Survivor at Home Season 3, uh, the way the vote worked is the people who were voted out still had a vote at the merge to knock someone out um, of the game, but also vote someone back into the game from redemption. And you, uh, it was a two horse race and who was going to get voted out uh, in that situation. And, and you took the bullet and I, I have formally and continue to formally send a little bit of an apology your way. Cause I led the group, not realizing you were totally on my side. Um, should have realized it, but I led the, I was one of the leaders of the charge on getting you voted out. And I, yeah, you know, and another, another lesson there, jury management. I was, even though it wasn't fully the jury yet, but uh, it wasn't even the merge. Well, it had just mm-hmm. become the merge, but I mean, yeah, I hurt you in that. And um, I mean, again, one of the first things I did was toss, <laughs> toss someone under the bus to make, uh, to save a returning player at the very beginning of my tribe. And, uh, and I was doing that, yeah, to save a returning player and kind of have uh, Rochelle in in the back of my pocket potentially later in the game. And uh, but I pissed off people doing that. So uh, yeah, when when it turned out that the jury was going to be able to influence how the vote went, I was uh, pretty nervous. And yeah, that second day, I I pretty much knew that I was gone unless I found an idol. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I just wanted to say too, having watched you play this last season, you're, you're one of the quieter players at least from the outset uh but watching you play you have a real presence in the game and i don't say this to everyone you really carried yourself strategically just the way you you fought in the challenges and made that push i really think had you gotten past that merge vote which was a bit of a twist and there was just a lot going on jordan obviously betrayed you as well but uh i i, w- I genuinely thought you may have gone much further in the game and we'll ask you at the end of the episode too if you're interested in uh, applying for the next season which i definitely have heard a few rumors and talking to production uh, about that but we'll get to that later in the episode but just wanted to thank you bryson for being on also a fellow leaf fan very exciting and i did want to just make a, a plug here we don't do this right off the bat every week but we are coming up to uh, well we're december 1st today which is crazy i've been tobogganing with my kids out back for the last few days uh, on the hill nearby lots of fun um we christmas is coming up soon and then the new year and then january is here and then january 21st and 22nd is the survivor at home season four uh, event weekend it is such a blast so so much fun uh people listening at home have already heard a lot about this people who've never played before have been listening and have been writing and saying i'm interested in learning more so if you are interested in playing we would love to hear from you. Go to survivoratHome.com. You'll see the page to apply. You'll see all the past seasons with videos. You'll see Bryson's application video there and his testimonial at the end after getting voted out. We'd love for you to consider playing. We're looking for 16 competitors to join us for this fourth season. Um, you will not regret it. We are generally, you'll see on the website, looking for friends, like people we know in a circle or a friend of a friend. Um, but even outside of that, if you're someone who's a big fan of the game and think that this might be a fit for you, that you're a fun person, 
that uh, you're competitive, that you can stay up two nights in a row till uh, I don't even know what time, very late, and you won't sleep all weekend, and you'll meet some amazing friends. Um, let us know, and we'll be in touch, and maybe some exceptions can be made for that as well. Um, and then the second plug would be for the podcast. Obviously, if you're listening right now, you've you found us, but we'd love for you to share this. And you can actually interact more than ever with us now on the Survivor at Home website. So if you go to survivoratHome.com, You'll see under the extras tab, a link to the podcast page on our website. And there, if you scroll down, there's not only the podcast itself linked to Spotify, and we also have it available on Apple and um, Google Play, but you can actually scroll down and there's a comment form you can fill out. So if you have any questions, um, ideas, if you're like, these guys are idiots and they keep saying this stuff over and over and I want to correct them, put it in there, write us and we'll, we'll look to make a mention of what we can in upcoming episodes and maybe by the end of today you'll be a huge fan of bryson and you'll just want to send fan mail and we can pass that along as well so um that's my little plug um but bryson thank you for being here this was an incredible episode we're gonna just jump right into it a very moving uh episode and uh jordan can i turn it over to you are you still eating your uh, Uber I'm Eats good. that uh, we're, we're, came to the door. Good. I tried to buy you yeah. as much time as possible. So. Scarfed it down <laughs> yeah. quickly. Yeah. <laughs> no, there's there's leftovers, but we're we're feeling good here. Shout out, uh, shout out, Dad for the food delivery here. So the episode opens up. We get the reaction. I appreciate getting the reaction from Tribal. What are what are the raw emotions, especially at night? Um, it's been a long day, anyways. All the stress that comes up. I really appreciate that we always get to see this. And then also see the second half of it where like the, your, your brain is kind of brighter in the morning, the, the reflection on it. Um, but Danny and Deshaun want to kind of save face and apologize to Leanna. They know she's going to be upset because she was left out. Um, she's not really in a position where she wants to hear their apologies, but they want to, uh, they want to apologize to her because they exploded her final, their, their final four plan. But uh, we get to hear from her perspective, her, her plan to make the final four has been exploded because Shan's out. Her number one ally is, uh, is out. And then Danny and Deshaun, this is where it kind of throws me off this episode with Deshaun because they give credit slash blame Ricard for the vote. When they're talking to Leanna, they're both t telling her that, she did, uh, Ricard did it, which is giving him credit, but also blaming him on it to kind of save face on, on their end. But they wrote down Shan's name and ultimately blindsided everyone, um, blindsided Leanna in that situation. But then also you've got the new alliance, which alliances in modern day Survivor do not last. But we can take a look and say that there's a four person alliance of Xander, Ricard, Heather, and Erica. Those alliances, I mean, that alliance will go one of convenience, one of I convenience think. because they just voted together to overthrow the former four person alliance. Take notes now, there's a new four person alliance, which is also going to get blown up. At what some could point. go wrong? We, we, what could go wrong with it exactly? Um, you know, when they say, when they say us four to the end, it always happens. <laughs> ever since like... Boston Rob played, it always happens. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> What did you guys um, think of the uh, like the emotion there? Because he, th like Deshaun, he he's going there and then he kind of confronts uh, Ricard, which again, I love seeing those moments, just the more real interactions, the emotions are high. Um, Xander, it's kind of like, you know, contrasted with Xander saying, this is really good. Like I'm, we're now, I'm now in this great position. And whereas before 
uh, I was at the bottom. Um, but then you have all that happening that Ricard, you know, explains Ricard's smart, like the way he composes himself. You saw like his little smirk there in the dark as he's hearing Deshaun kind of trying to out him. And I, I think Deshaun even admits after the next morning, he's like, well, that didn't really work. <laughs> like I was trying to come after him and jump on, on top of what Shan had said, right. Of, of like, Hey, she named this guy as the front runner as someone who's going to get his, her vote and has played so well. And so like, is no one else seeing that as a threat? And like, I don't blame him for that. Cause that's something that in the past people do all the time. Like it's like, all right, who's the new big target. Right. And they'll immediately target them. Um, so that was interesting, but I wanted to ask you guys. So the next morning um, Deshaun does kind of realize he's like, okay, I should have maybe just shut my mouth and waited and, and dealt with it this morning. And I just, my, I guess my question or what I want you to, you guys to process is this idea of, you know, like, uh, like in the Bible it says, don't let the sun go down on your anger. So it's like, there is wisdom sometimes in like dealing with something immediately, but something even I've learned as I've gotten older, is like, nope. Like if I get an argument with Steph, there is a time to actually just let it be right. And like, come back the next day when you're a little bit calmer and cooler, but what would you guys do in that kind of situation? Do you think you'd be able to control your emotions and not let it get the best of you? And it is, it is so tough. I'm don't, uh, well, now we're going to throw this out on the podcast universe when I am about to say, don't quote me on this, but um, I believe that there was a, some research done and every language in the world has some version of like in English, it's sleep on it, right? If you have a big decision um, and you're really tussling with it, like at nighttime or late in the day, sleep on it because you'll have a little bit more perspective when you wake up in the morning. A good friend of mine from university is from the Czech Republic and, and what that line is in Czech, how it translates to English is the brain is brighter in the morning. Um, it's how they translate. But every every language has a version of that. We didn't plan um, this, by the way, for real. We this did is, not. This we, is weird just knowledge. Just off the top of his this head, is right? weird knowledge that you know based <laughs> on the comment I people just said. Who, Yes, yeah. people who who've known me for a while have heard me explain this before. Okay. Um, about about how every language has this uh, has this version of of that saying. Um, but it's true that like when you wake up, you have that more perspective on on something. Or if you were really stressed about something, you'll you'll have a clear thought about it in the morning. Um, and in Survivor, Deshaun Deshaun really digs himself a hole that's hard to come out of by emotionally reacting right after tribal and confronting Ricard in that. And then he, re it, and we see his confessions where he realizes it in the morning. I didn't approach that in the right way. I should have just, what did Deshaun says? I should have just gone back to camp and shut up. I think that's yeah. right outright what he said in his confessional. And it is an interesting, um, an interesting point of like, if you don't, you know, he doesn't have anything con constructive to work with in that moment. He's going to be lashing out in anger. And it's better to, in a game of social politics, it might be better to wait until you know what to say before you, before you bring it up um, yeah. and have it in the right way. And I think, uh, I mean, yeah, it's great that he, that he says that after the fact, but I think one of the things that we see a lot in survivors is that, yeah, what makes a good survivor player is certainly strategy, certainly, um, you know, physicality and, and doing well in challenges and stuff. But one of the main things I think 
um, that we can watch uh, through the show to a certain extent, um, but uh, probably even more so what we don't see is just kind of the social aspect of um, being able to manage that because um, like you said, like I kind of agree with you, Jordan. Um, I think Deshaun's getting kind of screwed in terms of uh, getting the blame for things that, you know, Danny originally was the one that said, you know, we should go for Ricard, but that, that came back to Ricard as Deshaun's gunning for you. And, uh, and then, yeah, with the Shan vote as well, like that was Ricard and uh, it's getting thrown on uh, Deshaun as the snake, except Ricard's the, the genius who, you know, did the right move. So there must be something, and I think we see a little bit of it in the edit, but there must be more um, that we don't see behind the scenes. Um, that's, uh, yeah, something that Deshaun does um, just rubs people the wrong way and he's emotional and he, um, you know, must just, you know, kind of speak at his hip, right? Like right off the bat, as opposed to sometimes just, you know, taking a second and uh, being a little bit, a little bit more methodical. I think Ricard does that very well. Um, and I think someone like Danny probably just is naturally a little more kind of happy go lucky kind of go with the flow guy, but uh you can certainly see that, yeah, Deshaun has dug himself into quite a couple, quite a few holes uh, <laughs> many times in the season yeah. uh, just because he, he doesn't take a, a moment to to think about what he wants to say first. It, another interesting thing is, like, you look at Deshaun. Deshaun had confrontations with Shan. He's had confrontations with Leanna. He's had confrontations with Ricard. Now, Shan had a lot of these things too, uh, not necessarily with Leanna, but with others, had a lot of these confrontations. But you always see Deshaun in the middle of these. These get highlighted. But then also to your point about everything coming back negatively against Deshaun, Alex Street's going to love this comment. Part of this game is about telling your story to everyone around you, right? And clearly, however Deshaun is conveying the way he's playing, what he's doing, it's coming back negatively to hurt him versus, you know, that move that we've, we talked about with voting out Shan positively affected Ricard and neutrally affected Danny and all the negative went on to Sean. And now, um, and we've seen that before with him and, and yeah, these confrontations, I don't know. There's something just Deshaun's struggling with conveying what he's doing or, or, or how things are working with him to everyone else around him. And it's hurting. It, it appears to be hurting him socially out there. Yeah. I don't, like it's tough. Cause I hear what you're saying, but I don't, as I kind of parse through those, each of those interactions that he's had, like, especially with Shan, I really like how he responded to Shan. Like there's, mm -hmm. there's being, um, you know, a person that's prone to conflict just because you are not able to hold your tongue and you get yourself in trouble a lot. I thought he, the way he spoke to Shan about their friendship and their alliance to say, you, like, you can't keep talking to me this way. Like, you have to sometimes butt heads. You have to counter back with someone and say, no, like, I don't appreciate that. Like, you say you want to work with me and then you're not willing to listen or collaborate in any way. Like, I'm not going to do that. And I know some people see that as whining. And, and I think even last week, Kel alluded to that, how in the tribal, he got really upset. And there is certainly a time just to be quiet. I do get that. And maybe he can learn a bit from seeing himself play but in general i'm i like that i like you know we live in canada in a culture where it's like people don't tell you how they really think right like we are such a polite culture and there's although there's benefit to that i've, I've really loved how deshaun has been willing to just 
speak the truth. Like to say, this is, I don't, I don't appreciate how you're doing this. And he's actually doing it because he's trying to move forward. He's not what I would have a bigger issue if he was doing it to be a jerk about it, like to be, to try and uh, belittle people. I don't see that. I don't see a spirit of, of hostility or of, of, of like pride in him at all as he's doing it. And so um, just, I, yeah, just wanted to add that to it as well. I don't know if, I don't know if I fully agree with the the sense that he's, you know, getting all these things just because it's, it's, it's him. I think it may actually just be the context of what's happening. Yeah. And I mean, to be honest, I, I agree with you. Like in a lot of those conflicts, I actually agreed with, with Deshaun in his rationale, like, um, yeah, just uh, going back to kind of Shan and how she had worked this whole game. I, I started liking Shan at the very beginning, but then turned to just really not like her. And uh, I was very much uh, on board with the vote out Shan, blindside her. And, uh, you know, if you had me on last week, I would have been just you know, hooting and hollering because uh, I was so excited to see her go just because I thought the way that she, I don't know, the way she talked to people, I thought, how again from the edit it just looks so much uh like she's bossing people around and everything that Deshaun is saying is you know completely valid but again to my point like I guess for us to look at it and say um that makes total sense I agree with it but then see how the like it doesn't matter if we agree with it if when we look at how they take it um Deshaun seems to be getting yeah, he seems to be getting uh, a lot of bad press. And then someone like Shan, surprisingly, even in this episode, you know, when they're at Tribal, they're talking about Shan, someone they just voted out. And they just had nothing but high praise for her. And I was, honestly, I was a little uh, little surprised just the, like how, how much high praise they were giving to Shan, despite, uh, yeah, the way she had kind of been a little more of an intimidating, bossy, you know, I'm going to, like, I want my way. Um but again, the social dynamics, she must have been doing that in a sense that someone like Deshaun, you know, it might rub him the wrong way, but other people, they're like, well, I had this relationship with her. And uh, so I don't really mind if she's talking to me like that. I'm not, I'm not interpreting it the same way that Deshaun does. Um, so it's just interesting for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the, yeah. I did want to still ask, get back to the question though, for you guys. So say you are part of a tribal council and it's very heated and there's a lot happening. And then someone you're very close to um, betrays you or betrays someone in your, in your alliance and you come back. Um, and even like, there's like a discussion, a heated discussion about what's going on. Like, do you see yourself being able to not interject to, to consciously say like, I, I know this is heated. I have a lot to say, but I'm, I don't think this will be a positive thing. Or would you just store yourself in there and, drop the gloves and get going. I hope I would have the perspective to do that. I think what I think is the first, if, if there, if I was blessed with the opportunity where, well, not necessarily the opportunity, but had this happen multiple times, I think I'd be more likely on the repeated times to, to have that perspective to go back and go, okay, this didn't help me the first time around. Let's, let's just wait on this. But I think the first time around, um, if that were to happen where I was truly blindsided in a tribal but but staying in, like Leanna had, or sorry, like Leanna had or D- Deshaun in this case with the emotional tribal, even though he wasn't blindsided against, he was doing it. Um, I just hope that I would have that perspective, but I really don't. I really don't know that I would um, early on 
because it's a new raw emotion that you haven't um it's a new situation you haven't been a been a part of before and it it's it's difficult too and if others are going to start reacting it feeds the it feeds the fire makes it harder to kind of step out of it right and you're talking about that like introspection and i was talking to my sister and steph who were watching with us tonight um about like the enneagram numbers and enneagram fours and there's just a sense of you know not wanting to be misunderstood and so even that they were they were pondering like is deshaun maybe a four I, I don't know i still haven't unpacked all the enneagram but the point is this idea of being able to um, see a decision that you've made and then if people perceive it a different way you want to vindicate yourself you want to be like no no like that's not what i really meant to say and and even that in the game of survivors interesting because on one hand like you can push it too far, right? You can, you can put your foot in your mouth and then you can do more harm by trying to get your foot out of your mouth. Right. So it's, again, it's just, it's, it requires wisdom. I think is the answer. Like it depends on the context, right? There are if the, some nights after, if it's heated and you sense there actually can be some progress here, then maybe you jump in, but also, and, and again, I don't think what he did was totally wrong. He, he was trying to out the fact that Shan said Ricard was this big player that is getting a vote like that's a big deal they like that early on to say hey he's getting my vote i i could see myself throwing that out there to try and see but it just kind of turns on him and i guess in this case it wasn't the the right move but hindsight yeah, is 2020 yeah, yeah. how I do you say that in you, you go in language? there for sure thinking uh that you would be the one to hold your tongue but i mean i know speaking for myself i think i would put probably 80 percent chance that i would just if people started throwing comments my way <laughs> i would be i'd be defending myself for sure and trying to you know rationalize and, and justify my actions um you know maybe maybe i would i would hope that maybe if nobody talked about it i wouldn't be the one to bring it up but i mean after tribal i think that's pretty unlikely that uh, nobody's gonna bring up that so uh <laughs> unfortunately i would probably make the same mistake as Deshaun. So you guys played Survivor at home when you're when you came back from a tribal. We especially this last season, we gave more time than ever just a back at camp kind of window where you guys would be online together. Was it heated ever? Like, did people tend to just let it breathe, or did you find there was some some immediate heat coming back out of these tribals? From my memory, there wasn't necessarily heat. A lot of times in those tribals, especially early in the game, you come back with relief that it wasn't you, even if your name didn't get written down once or only got written down once and there were seven other votes, you come back with relief. Um, but also in season three Survivor at home, there were multiple votes that I went into thinking I knew what the outcome was going to be. And then it wasn't that outcome. And you realize, oh no, this isn't good for me. If I'm going into a tribal, I think I know what's happening. I'm confident that everyone other than one person is on the same page as me. And then that doesn't happen. You just start to realize, oh, this is different. This is out of control. And you're just kind of in the game at the mercy of what's going on around you, as opposed to feeling like you're in control of your game. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't remember any heated moments in the, in the game in the jury, there were heated moments, and we've talked about that at length um, uh, previously. But Bryson, do you have any different memories on that? You were in the game a little longer than me in the last season. Yeah, I think 
the only thing I can really think of was um, the first vote that we had was a bit of a weird one because, um, yeah, we just we had a situation where uh, where one of our uh, tribe members had dropped out uh, of the game for uh, probably an hour during and during like the um, challenges and everything because her internet was out all across of uh, the entire neighborhood. So nothing of her own doing, but um, just bad luck. Um, and we lost the challenge and we come back and <laughs> I think it was because there was a lot of, uh, a lot of newbies on our tribe to begin. Uh, but nobody, nobody left. Everyone just stayed in the same room <laughs> and, <laughs> and just said, okay, I guess we got to vote out Rochelle because her internet's gone. Um, and nobody, yeah, nobody wanted to venture off and talk to somebody else secretly. And, uh, I think just because at the beginning there, we didn't know, I didn't know what was going on. I was, I was, uh, yeah, scared that if I left the group, somebody, someone would toss out my name. So we were all sitting there, but, um, like I said, my strategy originally was keep these, these, uh, returning players in, uh, so that, so that <laughs> they can be shields for me later on. And I kind of fly under the radar. Uh, so last second, I just kind of tossed out, um, another name, uh, and it ended up working. I had the numbers quickly with my, are you, with my are teammates. you the one that tossed out Lindsay's name? Yeah. I, I just You're tossed out, I tossed out Lindsay's name again, wow. jury jerk. management not my forte because <laughs> not only was Jordan mad at me, Lindsay was very mad at me as well. So for I those, Oh yeah. Well, let yeah. me explain for those listening at home, our good friend, Lindsay uh, and her husband Roland live in Germany now. And Lindsay finally decided I'm going to play. I'm going to prepare myself the week before, like adjust my sleep schedule. They're six hours ahead in Germany from Toronto time. And like this it's like one in the morning till eight in the morning you have to commit to both nights no matter what and like you're saying after all this that happened with another player whose technology doesn't work you bryson throw out Lindsay's name in germany to be the first voted out and i think everyone was shocked like how it's like this is the most ruthless group of people that you'd have no compassion on her playing like she got her husband and her young kids to go somewhere else for the weekend like and you just ruined her life so uh, yeah I can it, see was, why it was, she was pretty brutal and uh thank you for giving all the context because it yes just, yeah it just <laughs> adds so much more pain to that story uh i know it was horrible but i mean yeah like i said in all honesty i was trying to get rid of one of the newbies and i had already made a connection with uh Mikkel and tyler um and she was kind of the one newbie on my tribe that i didn't have a relationship with yet and so I mean, I just, I took my shot and about 10 seconds before we went to tribal, I said, I'm, I'm writing down Lindsay's name. And I had, and yeah, I mean, I kind of already had Jordan, Mikel and Tyler on that with me. And so, or did I not have you? I did Jordan? not know. That oh, okay. was, that I thought was I had you I knew, on that. I that's don't know who, when I knew. Oh no, it oh, would have been Rochelle. Yeah, yeah. It would have been Rochelle what, then. That that's when I knew. Me. Oh boy, we're in trouble because. I was convinced that we were all on the same page on, on voting at Rochelle and then it didn't happen. And, and it was, things were different. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that was a moment where I went, Oh gosh, I'm, I'm not in control here. And, uh, and this isn't good. Um, yeah. So, I mean, all that to say, um, 
not so much of an explosion when we came back from tribal, more so just confusion, but also just Rochelle, you know, grateful that we, we had, <laughs> we had let her survive another, uh, another vote. Uh, because yeah, she, honestly, it wasn't her fault that her internet went out, but, uh, but yeah, that certainly came back and blew up. But it was once, Lindsay's uh, fault. She moved to Germany is what you're saying. So that's, <laughs> Oh, sorry, Lindsay. <laughs> hey, like I said, it was it was my strategy to keep to keep uh, them back uh, the uh, the uh, returning people around. So yeah, I didn't well, know either of them. Both their situations were the same to me. I know enough. that sounds ruthless. No, it doesn't. <laughs> well, I just no, I just pulling your leg, but like that, that's what Erica says tonight, right? You got to make a decision and you got to own your game, and that's mm -hmm. it. And I love that she said that because you do. I mean, the cycle in your head would just be never ending you guys have played it and to be on the tv show i just can't imagine the wheels spinning and at some point you just got to say this is what i'm going to do if it doesn't work out that's okay because because mm -hmm. i've thought about it a lot and making a really educated guess based on the relationships based on my gut feeling like we see later on in tribal which is incredible and we'll get to that but um yeah at some point you just got to give yourself some grace and say i gotta go for it right and the odds of me winning are low that's what jeff tells all the all the players anyway you're probably not going to win so uh just just do your best play your game own it and see see what happens so um so as they're at camp the next morning we see a couple small well not overly small but a couple of things happen here as well liana has a confessional where she's targeting targeting in on deshaun and i think this is part of the game where liana loses perspective because revenge is not in my opinion revenge is not a good tactic or a good reason on survivor if it's the right thing for liana's game to get further to vote out deshaun then go for it but she deshaun i don't know if deshaun should be liana's number one target i feel like ricard should be liana's number one target or xander should be Leanna, xander is liana's number one target that's who her target is not uh not deshaun um and losing the perspective and just going with revenge it is that's how you get yourself spoiler alert that's how you get yourself in trouble in this game and, and voted out uh in survivor is going by revenge and not um and not logic uh lo logical reasons um the next thing we see is danny talks about his his dad and this was a really cool episode for danny um, a really moving episode um, you hear him speak about um, his life, but one of the biggest things was he talks about how, you know, he shared growing up and even as a, as an adult would share about his gratefulness for his mom and how much she works and how much he loves his family. And we see some photos of um, his wedding and then his young child. I didn't, I wasn't sure if boy or girl, but young child um, being born probably pretty within the last couple of years, I would think um, based on the the photos that we saw and he just talked about the gratefulness of family, but then um, in this moment and later on talks about how uh, he doesn't share. He doesn't share about his dad often because he's still broken over how he lost him um, in a, in a tragic accident. And so uh, at least that's what I gathered from that. Um, well, he said just, angry, right? Even that he carried some anger with him over yeah. him being gone and, and they don't unpack all the details of that. And, uh, but I mean, trauma is so complex, right? And and that's yeah. that is certainly a very normal reaction for a lot of people. Um, that like, like, well, I, every football game I'm at, everything like you know, that he's not there, 
right? And just processing that and and that reality, I, I just can't imagine, you know. And I just just really was moved by by that. And as you said, this episode just there were just some beautiful moments, like very incredible moments, and including this. And and we'll get to the challenge in a second. But I was like, and I was all like in tears a few times tonight, just seeing how they're telling these stories and uh, giving the space for people to tell their stories as well. So yeah, good stuff. Yeah. Any comments there, uh, Bryson? Like, uh, what have you been taking? I mean, production seems to be giving more space than ever this season for the story, you know, behind the players. Yeah, no, I think it's, it's really cool to, uh, to see some of the, uh, yeah, the backstories of these contestants, they've been doing it throughout the whole season, kind of giving some, uh, yeah, backstories to different contestants here and there. And I think, uh, yeah, Danny's kind of been an interesting character this whole season because, uh, yeah, he seems to be doing the right things, but doesn't quite, uh, get a whole lot of screen time. Um, he's definitely someone that I think, um, yeah, I'm rooting for him because uh, I just uh, I think it's really cool how uh, he plays the game. It's a little more relaxed, um, but I don't think it's completely void of str- uh, strategy. Um, I think he's just um, he's been a little more solid on the uh, at the beginning, like sticking with his alliance, which um, honestly is kind of an old school thing, except not necessarily a bad thing all the time. Um but he's also now able to, um, you know, he's able to move on the fly. And when they had to blindside Shan, like he was on board with that. Um, but yeah, I think this this see, uh, this episode kind of just gave a little more insight to Danny, um, which I, I'm I'm happy about because I I always feel like whenever they give you a little more uh, insight into a Survivor character, it's either they're going home that night. <laughs> or they're trying to develop their character more. Right, so I'm right. glad he didn't go home and <laughs> they're just developing his character more. And yeah, like you said, I mean, yeah, his story is pretty heartbreaking. I mean, it's not something that I can even uh, imagine to uh, have to grow up uh, without a father. And um, yeah, especially in the sports world, um, you know, where he'd be, he'd be going to games uh, constantly and, uh, you know, striving to be, the ultimate athlete and making it to the the pro leagues. Um, I'm sure that's something that, you know, he wished both his mother and his father were there for um, to, to cheer him on. And um, so, yeah, it, it's just, you know, survivor represents a lot of different people and a lot of different um, backstories. And I think there's, there's some like these that I think we can't even fathom like trying to relate with um because it's just so outside of of what uh our reality is except um for so many people i think watching um tonight they were probably able to uh relate um completely with what uh what danny had grown up with and um yeah just kind of seeing that represented on tv i think is is helpful for some people to even do some uh reconciling themselves Mm -hmm. absolutely I'm excited to ask this question. I don't know where it'll go, but there's something that he said there in his comments about the years of anger and the processing of this and the trauma. And he alludes to the fact that he is now 
because of being here like this time he's he's in that moment like it's not like it happened before the show on the show he is starting to find healing he's starting to really think about it in a whole new way that he hadn't done for most of his life and he's i mean pretty bold statements to say live on national television right that he's now having this major shift whereas he was once angry he wants to now see it in a different light and think more positively and visit the grave of his dad my question is and this is uh, we'll see where it goes but i want to ask about the game of survivor like this because we've seen this happen a lot season by season different than a lot of other shows different than a lot of other experiences people go on survivor and have major moments of like self-realization of introspection and of like change of like tangible real life change like even sometimes drastically and and there's a whole list of players that um whose names jordan maybe you can help me out with your survivor knowledge but just thinking back of i think was it david was there a, uh, david i think it was who was very like neurotic and 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 quiet and then uh, like just grew so much and you had cochran and you had um like uh like so many w- women and men that if, like it's hard to even begin to list yeah. so Ceri, many three had some really really great moments where she was like the mom that got off the couch and then all of a sudden was as fierce a competitor as you can get but also very much outgoing and and had grown and just one more example but there's yeah there's a ton of them who yeah yeah i think part of it is the uniqueness of survivor being un unplugged from the world um but also literally unplugged as well like there's not distractions if you compare it to something like a big brother where you can see the game structure can be similar but there's kind of always something going on from my perspective in that versus in survivor there's a ton of downtime you're outside on an island i think generally in nature people will kind of reflect on on what's going on the world i think feels bigger to you when you're just stuck on an island versus the the busyness that can go on in a city or something like that um and i wonder also it also shows you how good production is because clearly production part of production's job is to pull these stories out of them um and to be asking the right open-ended questions to gain confessionals that are truly moving from from the contestants out there and i wonder also it shows you, I think, the bonds that like Danny sat down and just said to Deshaun, look, I'm going to be a little bit off today. That's the way it goes. And just shares briefly, at least from what we see, briefly about what's going on. And I think it's just the, the beautiful gathering of all these different aspects of you're plugged away from the world, from family, from from anyone other than these strangers that you're put out there with, but you spend all day with them in, in a jungle. Uh, what was Jeff's line today about you just take people out, throw them in a jungle and say, go and, and a real jungle. He's like, it's a, a real, real jungle. a real yeah. jungle, not a fake jungle, yeah. a real jungle. <laughs> right. Um, but I think it, it just is really, um, they build their own society out there. Uh, on that on that island in survivor and what you get the opportunity to do is because you have so much time out there you're not going anywhere you're not going to a tent with production at the end of the night you're staying out there um, and just get the chance to to reflect on on what's going on 
and to lay the out there under the stars right and think yeah about lay out exactly lay out there under the stars and also how difficult the game is to play makes you uncomfortable and you get you get comfortable with being uncomfortable as you go um and you need to the emotions will will well up they will brew inside and and you danny's learned more and more how much he needs to release that and share that and reflect on that um i think that's a good point you talk about even just uh, being able to push yourself like it's difficult and, and but if you continue to stay on and not get voted out you're just uh, obviously by consequence showing yourself that you can do it that you can be resilient and a lot of people again we're all our own worst critics right or most of us are where that inner voice that the, the imposter syndrome and and you tell yourself that you're not as good as someone else you shouldn't be here but you or you can't do it like you literally are like i'm not smart enough or strong enough but to, to last longer and longer and longer to say well it like rewrites a different story for you i think there's a part of that of being forced into a situation where there's really no out apart from you know raising the flag out on um island, island of extinction right that you just have to keep going and that you this you, whereas like this narrative in your head has been one thing. It's like, no, it's, this is actually different. I've shown myself and I've shown my family and those I love back at home, my friends, coworkers that this isn't, I maybe am not just this really narrow vision of myself. Um, and then I think that tied with the space, right? Although it is crazy. Like there's a lot, I think it was helpful to hear you and Cal and Alex recently talking about that. There's actually a lot of strategy that happens leading up to tribal but there's actually also a lot of downtime and i forgot that and i think like I, I did a trip to haiti a few years ago too and i remember just like laying at night in the middle of nowhere uh looking up at the stars and there's like a ten, 10 times the layers of stars there um and you do you just think you just like process life right that's why people say like it's god's country when you go up into nature and and the, many people experience the same even in the city right there's just beauty in, in people and in art and creativity so uh, but i guess i'm just processing this and it really stood out to me again tonight I'm like man this this is although there's production that's happening there's something special when you give people space and it's like this this is something that i think we all need right right you know especially coming out of and, and still in this end of this pandemic hopefully that it's like, how do we heal, right? And and there's a balance between obviously escaping reality, which Survivor is great for. It's great to tune out and just enjoy the show. Uh, but also there is a time to embrace the, the, the pain and the reality. And I think for Danny and others who are out there, you just can't run from it, right? You can't turn on the TV. You can't scroll your phone. You can't go grab a drink. You can't hang out with friends. You can't play football. You just, you're thinking about losing your dad. And you're thinking about the, the the challenges and you're thinking about your guilt of decisions you've made. And I wonder if there's some value in that even just, and maybe this is even more so for men of like, we, we do, we are good at like shoving that away. So just that, that opportunity to really let yourself feel experience emotion. Um, and hopefully within that to receive some good voices that, um, and like we see it, there like that community even although they're competing against each other to see that community really validate you in your growth too to see them validate you in your wrestling your your growth um i don't know i just think there's something really beautiful to that and i think there's something beyond the game that can that can be learned in terms of 
what <laughs> I don't know if we can all go play Survivor. Uh, that would be nice. That would be our healing. But there's something there that is happening that has caused many players over 41 seasons to become to come as one person and leave a very different person for and and like a real life change and get the chance to see that they're experiencing that as well and tell us about how they're experiencing that and what the the changes are in their right in their life or the reflection they've had the opportunity danny has been pushing that hurt away and building up that anger he said for 25 years right it's been 25 years since uh, since that happened to the date where they filmed this, which is mm-hmm. six to eight months ago um, when they were out there filming it. Um, but 25 years of, of building that up and the first, this is the biggest chance he has in his life where he's, he's going to talk about it and start to um, explore more of, of what's built up inside and how he can um share share his story share his um share that pain and and be moving moving forward from it um and continue on so yeah did you have anything else uh to add on that uh bryson at all no no i think you you guys covered it well i mean like you said i think um being out there in the elements kind of puts you in a vulnerable spot and you know lets you be a little vulnerable with yourself um it's like going on a camping trip and doing it for a whole month instead of just a weekend. <laughs> so there's lots of time just sitting there, you know, under the stars or, you know, gathering wood and uh, lots of, lots of time to just think on those and kind of, yeah, take a step away from life and um, yeah, do some introspective uh, thinking. Absolutely. Well, thanks guys for, for entertaining that. And I, and I hope those listening at home too, Again, if you want to go to the comment section of the website and just contribute any thoughts about this, but I think they're, they're getting at something. I was very moved tonight watching this episode, and we're going to unpack more of that a little bit. Uh, but let's, let's jump into uh, the challenge, a really interesting challenge. Uh, interesting because, uh, for, for a lot of reasons, but interesting because it's uh, this new uh, twist of a do or die and it made me actually think of our survivor at home game a little bit in the challenge with the uh, wheel of death, which means nothing to anyone who hasn't played before. But for those who have played, you know what I'm talking about. Some of you hate the wheel of death like Alex. Um, but this again, the similar idea where you might have a chance to kind of exclude yourself from the vote, but also if it lands on you, then you're gone. Um, and so anyways, that aside, it made me think of that. Jeff presents this immunity challenge where he invites them in and explains that you guys are now going to hold these pieces together. Very simple challenge with the little ball on top, also similar to survivor at home with the the Jenga blocks that we did and um, very simple, but he said, here's the twist, a major twist, a potentially fatal twist that if you opt to play in this game and you are the first one out, you will then compete in a do or die game of chance at tribal council where you may go home and there won't be any vote or you could get safety and then you're safe. You don't have to worry. And everyone else then does have to still vote for someone else. And so he presents the, 
the group of them with the option, uh, the two rocks, which was funny, like us watching with Katie and, and Steph and like, they're like, that would be even confusing. Like Katie was like, I probably would open the wrong hand by accident, like panicking, but you had to pick a rock. And basically the point is you show Jeff, yes, I want to play in this challenge or I know I'm going to sit out. I'm not going to be in this challenge for a chance at immunity, but I'm also not risking this do or die scenario. So what do you guys think? What would you do? Um, do a, do you like this? twist and b what would you do if you were there bryson you go ahead first <laughs> okay uh a do i like the twist i mean to be honest maybe it's it's just i haven't had enough time to to process it yet but uh i always kind of think uh something like that uh throws me off a little bit just because um yeah, giving you know, giving someone uh, basically no shot of uh, other than giving them the opportunity to step out of the challenge, giving someone no shot and basically putting it all on luck um, as to whether or not their game continues or not, I feel is somewhat harsh. Uh, I think the strategist in me <laughs> just hates that, thinking that they they don't have any chance to uh, you know talk to anybody afterwards, but. Uh, but also what I actually found kind of interesting was that I don't think anyone did this, but given that it was kind of either, uh, you know, you're done or you're safe. Um, I kind of wondered what are the odds of, you know, 50, 50 between, uh, you know, do or die or beating, you know, seven other people in a challenge <laughs> for immunity. I was kind of thinking, huh, maybe it actually would be a good idea to just, you know, for someone like Leanna or Deshaun who are in the bottom, just, you know, participate in the challenge, but lose first. And obviously we saw Deshaun lose in a shockingly fast way. Uh, who knows? Maybe that was strategy. <laughs> I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. No, that, he maybe. was rattled. You could tell he was, <laughs> he was really upset. Yeah, no, it was, it was interesting for sure. I'm still kind of trying to wrap my head around it. And um, it certainly made for, for interesting, uh, for for an interesting play but you could tell it uh, it really rattled like everyone on on uh on the cast there both him and then everyone that had to you know decide who are we going to vote out if Deshaun <laughs> survives this right um so yeah uh and i think what was the second question again well, it was this is whether or not you I, would play it. I don't know again if you're going to play in a future season there's no pressure to disclose what goes on inside your mind but the question was would you do that would you would you sit out and not risk it or would you say no i'm gonna do it no matter what uh, i mean again like i said part of me part of me uh thinks maybe you could play some strategy on that but uh i i don't think i could sit myself out of a challenge to be honest again it's one of those things or i think in the moment i would just uh, i'm too competitive to to not to uh, yeah, to not take the chance to to go for immunity. Mm -hmm. Okay, Jordan. I see in the notes here that you're not impressed. No, no, no. I hate this twist. I do not like it at all. I'm fully against it outright, 100%. This is a no from me. Um, here's the thing, okay? Maybe this is my opinion, but I don't. Survivor is based on the. At the end of the day, it's based on the social game. Uh, the social strategic game and you 
are eliminated because you're voted out or you lose at fire in the final four. That's the one exception. I don't mind that challenge. I feel like there could be a better way to do it, but with final four, it's pretty equal to have the fire making challenge at the end. Otherwise you are voted out is how survivor works. And the only time I can think of someone being eliminated from the game, not being pulled or quitting, but actually being eliminated from the game without getting any votes was Sari because everyone else got immunity that that tribal council. Every other player has either been voted out, medivaced, quit, loses at fire, or or is in the final tribal council. In this situation, Deshaun would not receive a single vote against him or lose at fire. He'd lose by chance to get voted out. The 50-50 coin that came up in... Um, Winners at war where Michelle was either safe or not safe with the 50-50 coin. Great, but she wasn't eliminated if she wasn't safe. And then she got voted out. Um, she didn't actually get voted out because she made final three, but she could have gotten voted out after not being safe. Um, but Deshaun, the potential of him just being eliminated because he picked the wrong box or drew the... I guess drawing rocks is the other thing, but you it's a commitment to go to rocks, mm-hmm. right? After a vote is tied, it's a commitment to go to rocks. Yeah, it's a different context. It's a different context. I, I will, cannot express how much I dislike this this twist and the uh, the option in, in Survivor 41, you can be eliminated without any votes cast, read, or... Uh, my disdain for this is unbelievable. I, I'm very, <laughs> very much against this. Um, what would I do in that moment? I would like to think you would yell at Jeff, probably. I would be very mad at Jeff if I. You'd be, yes. you'd be like Danny, right? It's not fair. Would, it's not fair. Yeah. I would be more mad than Malcolm is at, at the twist that knocked him out, because um, he's still bitter about that. Like twelve years later, different stories. Um, I think I think I'm like in the moment. My thinking is like Bryson. No, I would. I I. I don't see a way in which I wouldn't compete in a challenge with a chance for immunity. Mm-hmm. Like I just, yeah, I, it's final seven. I need to be, I need to be safe um, and, and risk that and then lose first at that challenge, just like Deshaun did and be super upset about it and, and rattled and don't know what to do about it. Yeah. He but, was really yeah. distraught. Um, but I do like this challenge and I like that we saw a different style of doing it with the, um, like normally you see everyone. Yeah. I'm doing visuals for those of you listening to the podcast right now, which is, uh, all, of you. Your, which is all of you, <laughs> uh, where your hands are out, your palms are down and you're holding it versus we saw Ricard and then Danny flip, uh, flip their hands up, like looking like a bicep curl, I guess. Right. As they're doing it. I think Xander I even did one and one at one point. Did he? Okay. I yeah. missed that. But uh, I thought that with your wrist turned up would be harder. My thought was like a natural kind of twitch. And and you you'd move your hands around versus if your arms are out with your palms facing down, like your elbows are a little bit more locked, and your your natural twitch isn't to like lift it up. And I don't know, it was like a, in my mind, I would have just gone the traditional palms down mm-hmm. um, to hold it in place because I feel like there was so much more strain if your palms were facing up on Danny. And I think ultimately, actually, he ended up winning with that anyways. Yeah, so, well, it was, and he's. It was interesting though, because yeah, I didn't catch what Xander was doing necessarily, but it like Ricard and Danny were actually switching. So every time they, one of them would would have you know palms up, and then when they stopped and switched, then they would when they picked them back up, 
then Danny would have his hands facing down. And then again, so they kept going back and forth. And I think it was, um, you know, just the different hand positions, I think using slightly different muscles. And so for the kind of endurance part, I think that's what was kind of going through Danny and Ricard's mind. Um, I like you, uh, Andrew, you said that uh, Xander was doing something as well. I didn't At quite one catch point, that. Yeah. But, on uh, one of the legs, he did like one hand on top and one underneath. At least that's what it looked like. But yeah, the, the point is that Danny um, clearly it worked for him and he, and he pulled yeah. it off. And I just had a, one quick comment too about the challenge itself or the twist. I guess you guys and many people listening would say if the twist was like, hey, you can play, but if you're the first out, then you don't get to vote tonight. Like something like that would be fine. But you're right. Because even as I liked it in the moment, I'm always a fan of trying stuff. But the next morning as I think about it, aka like two hours later as you guys are sharing that i'm like yeah that's true that's that actually is pretty drastic um and we'll unpack that at the tribal so yeah um, i think it's it's one thing for you to make a choice that you know you're going to risk your vote or you're going to do this but um when production is basically putting an ultimatum on you (laughs) you have no choice of um other than you know sitting out of the challenge but how realistic is it that every single person except for one is going to sit out of the challenge like somebody's going to get screwed by this and and mm-hmm. production knows that and so yeah it's, uh, they're, they're it's, it's weird they've stuff. done that twice now where you know they they've done this and then you know again earlier danny was was you know a little upset with the whole you know switching time and uh you know production kind of giving a a choice without really giving a choice <laughs> yeah that was yeah absolutely we won't want to unpack all that now um because we did it before but absolutely i think it's it's it'll be curious i'll be curious to see what people say i imagine more people will not like that probably won't be one they'll try again but i'm okay with them trying stuff and it, it kind of works out in the end so really cool exactly. to see danny winning that though again just again based on what production has shown us with some of his story and he's it's meaningful, right? It, it matters. There's that added layer of strength that is hard to, it's not as tangible, but just that what is going on on the inside. And it's always cool. Like when you watch the Leafs or someone and you hear like someone scored a, a big goal or did had a big play or a shutout on, you know, on the birth the day, like their son is born or after the death of a loved one. It doesn't always work out that way, but I'm always very moved as a sports fan too, when those things happen um, in, in the sports world as well. So yeah, you um, got to be a, a a very particular person to watch that and not feel something. <laughs> it absolutely. warms your heart. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 It's it's cool to see Dan. It's Danny's first immunity when an individual as well comes on the back of. I believe this is all the same day. Might be a different day, um, but uh, but I believe it. We were led to believe that it's all the same day. Um, that this immunity challenge takes place along with it being the 25th anniversary of his dad's passing. Um, it just makes for one, it was a touching moment either way, but it makes it an even more special story that he's able to win the immunity in that time frame, whether or not same day or day after, but within that same time frame, um, he's able to win that immunity challenge. Just, um, yeah, really, really cool moments and, uh, and definitely a memory for, for us and a memory for Danny moving forward. Now, Danny's got immunity. Deshaun has this, I, it kept getting presented to me as 50, 50 ended up not quite being 50, 50 and we'll get, we'll break that down, but Deshaun's got this do or die. 
and then everyone else has to figure out who they want to vote out. So they, the two rules are you can't vote out Danny, you can't vote out Deshaun, but Deshaun might get eliminated anyways. Um, bless. Yeah, it's a weird uh, feeling. <laughs> it's a weird feeling that he, like you said, no one has ever had this scenario before. So for him, you can almost feel it on behalf of him as he goes back. It's like, this is weird. Like, you know that either tonight you're going home or you're not, and it's not because of a vote. It's because of chance. It's almost like, it's, it's a weird feeling. I, I felt something different for him than I've felt for any other player before for that reason. Um, and then, but of course him and Danny get into talking too about the strategy of, well, if I, if I do survive, if I do live and not die, as Jeff yeah. uh, said it, then we have to decide what we're going to do. And that's when they start to right away saying, okay, who's the biggest threat. It's definitely Ricard and they're not wrong. They're um, not wrong with that. No. And but, they, this is where we start to get into this whole pre-tribal back at camp is, I'm going to call it survivor vagueness. They just give us a couple of ideas on what people have, and that's all they leave us with. Um, Danny and Deshaun want Ricard out. Uh, Xander, who we haven't seen up to this point, really, other than in the challenge, is going to hear out Danny. I just, I have so much appreciation for the way Xander thinks about the game. Um always so good he's gonna hear out danny see what he's see what he wants to do and then just thinks to himself i do not want to get ricardo because the unintended consequence of ricard voting out shan is now ricard's exposed he doesn't have shan as that shield um and xander realizes if ricard goes out then everyone's going to be going after me somehow xander's not getting once again is not getting targeted and the path for him to make it, he's got to make it past final five. That's the last vote. Xander's got to make it past. Um, and another time where if Ricard's here, people aren't targeting me, they're targeting him. And Xander can work with him and, and move forward in the game. Um, so Xander rightfully hears them out, but but does not want to move forward with that plan. Um, yeah, and it's crazy that they're not still not throwing Xander's name out. Like, he has an idol, as we said last week, the most public idol ever in the history of Survivor. <laughs> He's not even a name, and it's interesting. I mean, part of it's how it's worked out, and part of it's his mind. But, man, like, what a position to be in where you are a strong competitor. You're not number one. Like, if the vote was today, you wouldn't win. But you're close enough that you're thinking, okay, I get it. People keep pinning to the top players, so I'm going to just keep getting them out. And eventually if it's time right, which he seems is going to do, I will be the top player when it comes to the end, right? Yeah. After we knock off, he's, he does have to get Ricard out for sure. Mm -hmm. um, he's going to have to get Deshaun uh, out as well. We'll see. But I, I just find that fascinating that Xander's name has not come up. I find it fascinating that people aren't looking for idols, although there's some behind-the-scenes footage that uh, Alex sent last week that Xander actually was looking for an idol, and Leanna uh, was going around really cool i don't know where you'd find it but if anyone's just uh, listening it's on cbs.com cbs, CBS yeah. CBS, yeah yeah just a, a neat aside but i'll he it's just a few minutes but xander again just so smart for this is he 20 years old and yeah he uh or 21 and, and so it shows him this bonus footage from last week he's going and looking for idols and liana uh follows him and not only follow she's like literally beside him like pushing him out of the way like trying to grab when he grabs it's kind of like almost awkward to watch and anyway at some point he does there's like a confessional to the side and xander goes leanna was getting to me she's getting under my skin so finally i basically he's like basically i decided to embarrass her and uh and <laughs> that's not quite what he said but that's the heart of it where he's like and i and expose 
uh, like some tension. So he's like, I'm going to go and tell on her to Shan. So you see him go over to Shan and be like, yeah, like mom, like, Hey, Shan, like Lana's following me around and he's doing it to try and make it like to everyone's knowledge that like everyone reports to Shan and Lana's like, well, I'm, I'm my own person. Like, too, but he exposes those this tension and it's just a really you can check it out on the website and see but some good footage there um and uh but yeah so people are looking for idols but they're not showing it and i'm amazed like this is i think one of the, the only seasons i can think of ever where just week after week there's not people out looking for idols uh and that that's not highlighted and maybe that's that they're not there um but just just curious that that's not a part of the game so far yeah it is kind of crazy for i mean as many advantages and uh idols that they've thrown out this season i feel like none of them have really like we've seen two people go home with idols in their pockets and then uh all the extra votes that were put on like seem to just be you know extra votes that you know might have helped them had something happen but end up being useless in the end and um yeah, we're actually we're just seeing a lot more of kind of the social play of these players as opposed to all of these advantages. And yeah, I don't know, maybe it's because uh, they're all out in the open that it's less of a threat because, yeah, it, it just boggles your mind sometimes that Xander is just going completely under the radar, sitting with an idol. Yep. Although they did use an extra vote tonight, and I think it was the right play, even though it kind of looks like it was useless i i agree that it was the right play and we can unpack that as we get into the vote from tonight but yeah the other well i mean shan went out with an idol in her pocket nasir went out with an idol in his pocket deshaun played his extra vote was it need i don't even remember if it was needed in that vote i think it was no i don't think it was needed um and then i mean yeah jd gave his advantage away brad went away with another with uh (laughs) an advantage in his pocket so i mean (laughs) it's just been happening everywhere (laughs) yeah maybe production's just like forget it like we're not it hasn't worked out to the first half of the season so we're just not going to highlight it as much right now but i wonder uh, if it's also just it's out there but no one's found it and so they just don't they don't highlight it kind of like when uh we were waiting on the luvu tribe to find their part of the three-way idol mm-hmm. and we just never heard anything from them we never heard anything from them in general never mind about that idol but uh but we never heard anything from them um in terms of searching for it and then all of a sudden they had the reveal of the idol uh later on at a, at a challenge um but uh but yeah continuing on with free tribal council erica is definitely thinking the game she also is on board with the vote out ricard which is now you just look at it go oh danny deshaun find erica work with erica she wants to do what you want to do oh wait they're really skeptical of her they don't want to work with her then why don't they just vote her out but she has the same goals as them and and it's it's a whole mess at camp but that's basically where it ends and I left that going. So what's what's the plan here? Is Deshaun going home? I was pretty convinced that Deshaun was not going to go home. I was like, there's no way production actually lets that happen, right? Was not um, going to go home. I was very convinced that he was going to Oh, the way they edited that. it, I thought, like, like you said, they didn't really talk much strategy. I know. And then they off. had, you know, we'll get into it, but they had the whole you know long tribal uh long talk before the actual vote so i thought for sure that he was just being sent Mm -hmm. off you know (laughs) 
<laughs> because the just the way everything was leading up, I'm like, ah, oh, this is his yeah. time. This is his time. So I was pretty shocked, to be honest. Yeah, because we go into tribal. Is it Deshaun? Is it Leanna? Is it Ricard? Is it Erica? Did they flip on Erica because she wants to flip on what Xander wants? Like, what is what is going on here? It's Survivor Vagnus. Who knows? Who knows what's about to happen? Um, we go into tribal. We also learn last chance for the shot in the dark. Mm-hmm. After this tribal council, which is great because it's been used once and it didn't work. Yeah. Um, I think Sydney was it Sydney? Who Sydney. Used it? Yeah. Yeah, uh, used it, didn't work. She got voted out. She also, if she had voted, it would have tied the vote and who knows where it would have gone after that. But um, I know Andrew's not heartbroken that Sydney's out, so it doesn't matter. No, I'm not. <laughs> um, Erica, ta- this, the Tribal Council, as I look at the episode runtime, I go, okay, this Tribal Council is going to be going to be long. What are we going to, like, what's the drama going to be here or how's it going to be extended? Um, Erica opens up with her, love-hate relationship with Survivor. And right now it's it's hate um, just because of the, the twist that is opened up in the game where you don't know if you're actually going to be voting someone out or if Deshaun's just going to be walking out. And so you have to think about voting someone out and betraying them, but you might not have to do that. Um, Jeff also validates that terminology and talks about how that's that's a big part of the game, right? In, um, in, in loving and hating, you're going to have moments of, growth of fun and moments where this game is really hard on you whether it's emotionally hard physically hard it's going to be difficult for you and the love-hate relationship with survivor is real for the contestants as they get deeper and deeper into the show um yeah and we go forward into into uh into the tribal council, Deshaun talks about how hard it is to vote someone out and the, and the morals, I guess, that go behind it. This was interesting. Um, him breaking down the difficulty of voting out Shan. And then as we're, we're sitting there, um, one of my family members calls out and Shan called him a snake in the middle of him kind of breaking down about how hard it is to vote someone out that you want to work with and you'd made plans with. And there's, bigger things than just survivor that are involved in all of your decision-making and wanting to work together um, as, as people of color working together as well. And he just, he's getting emotional about how hard it is to make that decision against a friend who you've um, grown to really admire and appreciate. And the lasting thought in that is, and Shan called him a snake. Right. And that totally is playing into it. In, in his mind and playing into the emotion that goes behind it and the hurt that he feels on a move that he was, uh, he was a part of. Um, mm-hmm. And it was, it was an interesting con contrast of, of in that moment. Yeah. Well, it really kicks off what is one of the most beautiful and powerful tribal councils that we've ever seen in survivor and maybe reality TV. Um, and uh, there's been some good ones in the last few years of survivor for sure. Some very helpful conversations to just to sit and listen in and just to acknowledge as we get into this, that we are like three white guys sitting here breaking this down. Uh, but it's, it's important to talk about it. And it's important to, as Danny says, like this idea of being an ally and of someone who genuinely listens. And, and this isn't just tokenism here. This is like very significant stuff. Kel helpfully pointed out last week too, that the, the cast was allowed to find out some details of the George Floyd um, decisions while they were out there, maybe just before or just after or something, but 
just that that was so significant in our world. Anyway, it shapes uh, this tribal council, which is really um, one of the most powerful we've ever seen, as I said. And uh, you have a, a few different uh, conversations happening. And Jeff, Jeff even helpfully uh, draws it out further. And he asks, you know, after Deshaun's moment there, where he is processing again, as he did last week, right? He talked about that a bit of the, the tension between um, like, we want to have this alliance and, and based off being four people of color, but also like, I want to play to win. And I think Jordan, you said like, he's got student debt that he talked about and um, so processing that. And so I think that emotion was very real for him there. I, you know, maybe some would see him initially say, well, is he just kind of putting that on a little bit to try and cater some, you know, compassion or sympathy because of how he's kind of put his foot in his mouth. But I think, I think it was genuine. I think it was very much uh, something that he has been processing um, as Deshaun, you know, first of all, as an individual, and then as, as a black man. And um, I, I don't know about you guys, but just as the conversation went on, I was just like, uh, I, I just sat there and listened. I just took it in. I just took it in. I didn't have actually much to say, but just really uh, appreciated the direction that they, um, that they took the conversation. And again, how Danny said, like, it's so important to have like allies outside in, in the real world. And this, these are, these are things that are happening in the real world. And, and then Leanna talks about how the fact this, like as a black woman, right. That this is, her reality that everywhere she goes, she is first seen as a black woman, not that she's a great student, not that she's doing this great internship, not that she now is going to have played survivor, but as a black woman. And then Xander helpfully says, you know, I, 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 that is not my experience. Like, and that's not us. Like the three of us generally are not looked at like, Oh, there's a white man walking down the street. There's just certain things that we never have to experience um, that we're hearing more and more that the realities and the stories of people of color, uh, that this is their experience and the fear. We, we, we personally have friends who have shared stories uh, with us here in Toronto, Canada. I'm not talking about like in the Southern USA uh, where there's more stereotypical racism there. Um, that here, even in Toronto, that people like experience things going into stores and being followed and being like um, all kinds. I did an interview with my friend, Paul Bartney, Bartley from Youth Unlimited. He shared this on another podcast I did about Jesus and faith. And he said like he would be in a store in Burlington, Ontario with all of, uh, he moved there and all, all his white friends would be like shoplifting, but they'd like be watching him as the black man. And he'd go over to the store and he's like, guys, like, do you realize that you're, you're like watching me and like, but it's actually my friends that are shoplifting, right? But you're, you're identifying me as a black male. That is the reality for people of color time and time again. And we are just continuing to hear more and more stories. That is why the representation matters so much on these shows. Cause it's just for, for the three of us again here who have not experienced this, we are just, we're invited in to listen into these vulnerable conversations, which they don't have to tell. They don't have to tell us, explain their trauma, their personal trauma. We don't have to sit around and tell everyone our trauma, but here they are. They're sharing in light of where the world has gone in the conversations, there's more and more opportunity for people to just listen and to hear, wow, this is the reality for, for people that in 2021, that is still ongoing. And there's, as Deshaun said, you know, we we're all learning and growing, right. And to have that continual posture of learning and growing. And then the, the best of all, um, I think thought the thing that just to cap it all off was Leanna's, 
comment. She, she like speaks, like she breaks the fourth wall. She's like, I know <clears throat> there's people listening at home. Sorry, who are watching at home and be like, get on like with Survivor. Like this is, why do they include this stuff? They're just being woke. You know what I mean? You've seen that. I know people have said that a bit this season, just being woke Survivor, bring Survivor back, make Survivor great again as a certain form of cast the way, uh, you know, wore a certain hat and, and promoted these things. But she just says, guys, like, you, you can say that like this isn't survivor but this is this is a microcosm of the real world and the fact that we're having these conversations here matters because people are experiencing this every day and that we would draw attention to this and 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 give more and more people of color <clears throat> um uh, and minorities an opportunity to get airtime to have real stories told so that children can watch so that players can can hear other stories um, is 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 absolutely needed and and it's um i just i don't know about you guys but again I, as i was watching that happen tonight i was like man this is this is uh something very special that survivor is doing and and i hope they realize it i hope the survivor production team realizes how meaningful and, and important this work is that they're doing who would have thought 41 years or sorry 41 seasons ago when they started you know, 21 years ago that they, as they planned these silly games and stuff and throwing people together that 21 years later, they would be having conversations that would, um, would be shaping people's understanding of race and culture in, in a very profound and meaningful way and causing people to, to sit humbled at the wisdom and experiences of others. Um, and really, I think, I think people are going to listen, as Jeff said tonight, people are going to watch that and listen to that and they will be changed by it this is not just tokenism it's not just it's not just uh saying things to say them it's like this is this is this is this is real and this is um hopefully affecting a lot of change i i will say i can only speak for myself i was very moved and and reminded again of the importance of these conversations and the realities of this so there's my mini sermon for today but um just wanted to 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 say that like how could we not acknowledge that how could we not spend yeah. people might say why are you guys spending all your podcasts with survivor talking about this because it, it it's it matters it's, it's very important and the and a cool thing is is these are in a way like regular everyday people they don't have a before they go on survivor they don't have a platform when they're out on the um out in the show when they're doing these these talks people don't know who they are they don't have record danny does because he's a former professional athlete it's a little bit different um but they don't have this this following they're not a public figure going out there there's someone who these are just their real life like, everyday experiences and now coming out of the show they have a bit of a platform but going into it like the experiences that Deshaun talks about, the experience any of them talk about, whether it's Heather, Xander, Leanna, Danny, Deshaun, Eric, like Shan, whatever they talk about, these are their everyday experiences as someone who's a general member of society. And now we get to hear from them about how these issues have have affected their lives, how how important it is for Deshaun in these moments to be looking at this going the the four of us um uh black people who have different experiences in their own lives they don't all experience the same thing at home um 
by any stretch of the imagination, working together was important to him. But there's also the selfish part of the game where you had to end that and and the tearing it up inside um, of him, the microcosm of the whole world. And the cool thing is you have all these people that have come together. At the end of the day, what unites them or connects them is they love Survivor. And they're out there and there's not issues out there. At least they're not showing anything. And I think this would come out if there was issues of racism out there. There's nothing like that. Any issues are just social issues out there, but everyone is at the end of the day, working for the same goal to, to win survivor working together. And when they get into these conversations, they're beautiful conversations Mm -hmm. that we get to learn. Heather talks about Heather literally says, this shows me, I have a lot more to learn as someone who's um, been more experienced in this world than anyone else out there uh, at this point, um, being the oldest person who's, who's in the game. Um, she talks about how she has a lot more to learn. We, Andrew, you mentioned about Xander not, not understanding, and Danny just says, thank you for being an ally for, for someone who um, is going to work with us. Danny says, this was one of my favorite quotes, if we call on this cast to be allies for any reason, we have something really special moving forward and so it's just a cool yeah it's been a really really good season where we've seen these emotions these real life issues come up um in the midst of a game that is at the end of the day cutthroat um in the midst of a game that is tough on everyone and there's only one person that can win you don't get um participation trophies you don't get second place is just the the first person who lost um, is is all they are, uh, and you don't get any any kind of consolation on that except for the Sia prize. Um, depending on who wins, mm-hmm. um, the Sia prize probably goes to someone who didn't win. Uh, but outside of that, you don't get that one. It's a selfish game, and yet we get to have these big community conversations um, moving forward. Yeah, I do want to get to the obviously the end of the trial, but is there anything else that you guys had to share about this or that comes to mind? I don't want to rush it. Yeah. I mean, I just, I think, uh, I mean, as you, as you've already said, you know, we're, we're three white guys uh, <laughs> talking about this, but uh, um, I just, I thought what Andrew said was very interesting because after hearing Deshaun talk about, you know, the struggle of, you know, going with this alliance, you know, for the culture and, and, and to, you know, have a representation of you know, people of color working together, but then also having to, um, you know, think of your own game and are these people that I can actually go to the end with and win against them? Um, yeah, Xander saying like, these are things that I'm not even thinking about. I think that just goes to show, you know, Xander playing it doesn't have to think about any of that. Whereas Deshaun clearly going through his mind this whole time is like, am I letting my, like, am I letting people down? Am I not representing um, people of color uh, correctly on survivor because of this decision? Um, And so it's just, yeah, it's one of those things where, you know, we can't understand. Um, And yeah, Xander kind of puts it like that, just in saying that, you know, we don't necessarily have that pressure on us to, um, to be a spokesman in everything that we, in every action we do. And that's the thing at the end of the day, like these are individuals, yes, they're people of color, but they, 
you know, not every single one of their actions needs to be, um, uh, they don't need to be spokesmen for, for every single cause. And I think it's great when they are able to, um, you know, like in these situations have, uh, a platform to, um, to bring up a cause or to bring awareness to something at the same time, I think, yeah, it is important that we, we look at them as people, um, and individuals and not kind of be, uh, making, uh, you know, calls on whether or not they're doing the right thing or not by, by, you know, either betraying that alliance or, uh, or sticking with it or, uh, whatever it may be. So. Yeah, it's definitely definitely a good time for I think uh, for us to look back on it and even and just to listen to what they have to say, right? Mm. Yeah, that's beautifully said. Thank you, um, Jordan. Why don't you take us into the okay. <laughs> the last but not quick, uh, you know, summary of the so, just as tribal. smooth a transition as Jeff was able to make uh, on this episode. We're making into the next stage mm-hmm. of this tribal council. Um, Deshaun has to go up and play what's it called the um monty card prop what is it called oh i wrote it down monty hall monty hall problem yeah monty hall monty hall monty hall problem i've also heard it referred to as the game show problem because this is often what you see in a game show where you've got three doors pick your prize behind one door and then they reveal one i like i said i it always kept getting referred to i thought it kept getting referred to as 50 50 which do or die, I thought meant 50-50. Apparently it doesn't. Apparently it's one out of three, 33% chance, which um, Evie, I think, also reminded us of um, in a comment that got captioned on the on the episode um, about, oh, it's only 33% chance that he stays. Going into it, my, and we can reference this as well if we really need to, but I was like, there's no way he goes out. There's, there's, that was my perspective. How did there's you no way you said that before. How do you, how do you say that? Like, they don't change the script. They don't, they're not going to like put a little sticker I, on the box. I that, think there was some funny, no, I just, absolutely there's not. no way there's Dude, no, I know. I just, there's just no way that you that, can get that would be a this, in this major, major uh, issue. If they did yes, that, I don't, I agree. I agree. I just think it the major issue. If he gets voted out on or gets uh, not voted out, eliminated on this. Anyways, I was just confident he wasn't going out the way the, I don't I, unfounded or not i was confident that this was not happening um and then he picks he picks one jeff uh we don't get to see what he picks jeff opens up the box and this is where which is the skull which would have eliminated him so now it's down to do you keep yours or do you switch yours i thought the statistics would say to switch it Mm -hmm. um because your original choice was out of three and so you had a 33% chance and now you've got you you've just increased your odds for free. Well, there's cuz right? it's likely that you got it wrong. Yes, it was the first 33. time. You had yes, a 66.6% chance of picking the wrong one. So it's li- it's more likely you picked that. So then yeah. sorry, but go continue on. Yeah, yeah, no, that's great cuz I didn't totally get the math. I just know that uh, I've heard before that statistics Yeah, so it's in that movie. Chance. It's what's the one movie yeah. um I know. I've seen uh, the scene. I haven't seen the movie. Where he's the teacher scene. Kevin Spacey who yeah. I guess has been canceled now so we can't talk about him. I don't know what But the to scene, say, the but scene it's, it's a popular scene. It's a popular, it's a popular scene. scene. Yes. It's a popular yeah. scene. Um yeah, you had a 66% chance of picking the wrong one. 
so you likely picked it. Now we've taken away another one. Um, so you should switch it. So I thought you, I thought you should switch it. He decides not to. They open up the box. The fire is there. Fire and Survivor means life. And so he's safe, which was an exciting moment. Dude, that was crazy. <laughs> I, 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 I out loud, I was like, this is unbelievable. I cannot believe he got this. And then he trusted his gut because everyone watching at home was like, dude, this is from the movie. Like, you got to... You got to pick the yeah. other one. He's like, no, I trust myself. Or as you're saying, Jordan, he saw the little sticker that Jeff put on it. But he he <laughs> went he went with his gut, and he survived. Like the odds of that are, sh- I could not believe. I-, I thought he was going home, f- absolutely for sure. Crazy. I would have come here on fire if he went on if he went out for that that challenge. I would, dude. It's a one in three on shot. It's like fire. Russian roulette with a one with two bullets and one blank. It's in a an chamber. awful twist, like, and I'm so glad. Even though I don't, I'm not necessarily rooting for Deshaun to win this season because I think I have others that I want to win over him. But um, I would have hated for someone to get eliminated out of a twist like that. It was exciting. It was exciting when he picked it. There was some anxiousness on it. I just, I just, just from my perspective, I was like, "There's no way you can eliminate him like this." You, in the final six, ugh, there were. Dude, but you're proposing seven. what you're suggesting is that there's something they did, like that would be. Yeah, I know. that would be a really bad thing if that came out. And it's like actually, that's true. We did like tip him off to what it was. Yeah, that because if you, I don't know, you know what I'm saying. I, I, I just, I know what you're saying. I know, I, I agree with no, you. Like that. it would have been bad had he gone home, even in light of all the conversation there, and, um, but no, I just I refuse as a fan of the game i don't want it's like i don't want you to spoil this this for me that it has to, no that's there's no that's way totally that they fair. did that that would be so bad that'd be so bad uh, although i when you won i guess i did give you that extra advantage um the season you won survivor at home remember when i gave that to you and tip you off to help that you win did not happen don't don't do this to me don't do this to me right now that's, that's why we have the asterisk next to your win yeah there's no asterisk is there one i'm going back to check now there's not there's not no way um, but what it does mean is now Deshaun is safe. Now we've got the truth. Well, that was, that was dramatic. Um, and now we've got more, more drama because a vote has to happen and we don't really know. And I don't know if anyone knows who's about to get voted out. We know where the votes are probably going to lie between Ricard, Leanna, maybe Erica, but probably Ricard and Leanna are going to, uh, are going to be receiving votes and there was no they've eliminated the life tribal whatever they did it's gone it's been dusted it hasn't returned in quite a few weeks and some of us are okay with that some of us aren't okay with that and um bryson what did you think about deshaun's any any recap on that whole situation with deshaun um picking it were you excited when when it was yeah i mean it it definitely like i said i kind of side with you in that i was not a big fan of the whole thing to begin with but um it does make for uh yeah just exciting tv for sure and you know whether or not he's gonna do it or not and uh yeah i i did not understand the math of it at all to begin with um and then understood afterwards my brother explained it to me um but uh yeah the fact that he kind of because i would have thought to be honest that you know they're kind of probing you to switch your switch your uh 
your choice and then you switch to the wrong one. So I was kind of thinking like, oh yeah, stick with your gut. But yeah, when you actually look at at the the math and the stats of it, like it it is more likely for uh, you to like you should switch and uh, in that case to increase your odds. And so I mean, him just sticking to his gut. I mean, props to him. Like, um, you know, if he if he knew that that situation already himself going into it and still chose to do that mm-hmm. i mean i guess we don't know whether or not he knew that but uh yeah stuck with his gut worked out well for him well he's still in the game lives to fight another day and we move into the vote and they get to the votes right away um and jeff reads them out in sequential order three three ricard and liana are tied there's seven people in the game jeff reads the seventh vote which is liana and she's not eliminated yet so immediately <laughs> the extra vote was used and it's a fifth vote on Leanna. Um, Xander used his extra vote to, uh, to vote out Leanna. Leanna with the, the hum, uh, not the humble line, the, the sportsmanlike line. I really liked playing with you all. And she's headed out. Good line. Fine. Probably understands that Chan's snake comment really created some drama. Felt like not doing that. Um, and Leanna heads on out. Um, the extra vote. I agree with the use of it because I assume Xander put the extra vote out there because he knew or was nervous about what Erica was going to do. Mm-hmm. And so it gave him the chance to kind of put his foot down We've learned from earlier in this season, when you use the extra vote, it stays for the revote as well. So you get to, to vote twice in the revote um, as well. And so uh, Xander using it, if Lee, if Erica goes rogue and votes for Ricard, it's a four, four tie and they can revote and maybe discuss and, and get what they want out of that vote. Um, so I agree with Erica's use of, uh, of the extra vote. Or no, mm-hmm. Xander's use of the Xander's. extra vote. Xander's use of the extra vote. To yeah, suspicious of Erica. Erica. Yeah, yeah. The the only reason I disagree, I think, with it, is because it's what we've been led to see is that Heather and Erica are very tight, and mm-hmm. I can't see a scenario where Erica flips and Heather doesn't. So in that case, it would be five four still, and so mm-hmm. whether it's five four or five three, like Xander's now lost that vote that he could be using for next tribal if he needs it. So I, I totally yeah. like, I get it for the one rogue vote of Erica. I think it's a smart play, but just in this specific situation, to me, at least it seemed like if, if Erica was going to flip, she was probably going to flip with Heather as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The that's definitely thing, what oh. they've been. Well, I was just going to acknowledge that. And that same with the Danny, Deshaun, Erica, Heather, they definitely seem very close. Uh, so I agree with that. And further to your point, Bryson, is your vote. I talk about this all the time. Your vote is a weapon, right? And Xander has to know that he's a target out there. And he's not getting targeted at all in this tribal. No one's even coming close to him. And so part of me thinks you should just hang on to that extra vote because who knows if you need it. it. It's stronger and stronger, unless this is the last time he could use it. I don't believe it is, though. No, no, I don't think can, so. They no, said no. that it's a final five thing, just like the just like the idols. It's a I final think five so. thing, mm-hmm. and so it becomes more powerful with every passing tribal council. Um, so part of me thinks if you're not getting voted out and you know that basically for a fact, 
hang on to every advantage and idol you can because uh, they're just more and more powerful going late in the game. Now there's only two votes left the rest of this game. There's two votes. Final six uh, is the next vote, final five right after, and then the final four is a fire-making challenge. You don't need an idol. You don't need an extra vote in that one. You just need to win immunity um, and then knock someone out with, with making a fire. So there, well, there, who that's even knows? I mean, they've been switching everything. There might not be fire-making challenge. Oh, they better not switch that. I love that. I love that. <laughs> I love final. it too. Given the amount of switches that they've had this season, kind of throwing you for a loop, I wouldn't be surprised, but we'll see. Yeah. No, I do like the final, the final four fire-making challenge. Win immunity, choose who's safe, and choose who's got to battle it out. I think that's a really, I that wish they good. had started with that um, in Survivor, but it's it's a really good challenge because the winner of that immunity challenge doesn't 100% control who's sitting there at the end, but they do get some control. Well, it's it kind of it. speaks to what you guys said earlier with the this, what you didn't like about the twist in this challenge. Traditionally, before the Final Four fire making, if, if the best player in the game, whoever that was, didn't win that last challenge they were gone always so there were many times that that happened not every time i think of uh Wu and uh who did he take to the end i can't remember tony was <laughs> that honor? Tony? yeah he, he took, took tony, tony for yeah. honor instead yes. of Cass. so that doesn't usually happen but typically so you talk about well it's not pure because it didn't get voted out well it's similar like you basically can't unless you win that challenge you're you're out so i do like although it was controversial when they introduced it with ben based on that season i did really like i do like it a lot now yeah. that you have that um and now kel kel is a fan of the original two and keep more of that so i'm like no way like keep i like kel smart he, i agree with him on 95 percent of stuff that one i disagree i like the final three i like the fire making um and give those that, that those best players who've done so much to make it who would otherwise be an easy social vote as the best player gives them one more shot at holding on to their game and getting to the final three. Um, yeah, I think it, I think it's good now, especially that it's a known thing. That's the thing is that, you know, the first time it comes in, uh, it kind of throws people off and kind of changes the game plan. And um, while it's good to have some of that in Survivor, I think it's also good for there to be some sort of structure for people to actually be able to strategize around and if it's all unpredictable stuff then you know you're not really letting the players actually strategize around the game so mm -hmm. I, yeah I, I agree I, I like the the fire making now especially that it's a kind of a known known commodity mm -hmm. exactly yeah the fire making challenge it's a great it's a great challenge it's dramatic it takes skill um as well like it's earn your way into the final uh, so i really enjoy the mm -hmm. the fire making um okay that gets us through the episode bryson survivor at home season four where do you sit you don't have to give us a hundred percent confirmation if you don't have it but where do you sit on survivor at home season four Season four, I am game for it. Uh, Watch out. <laughs> production will have me. <laughs> Watch out. Production is listening, I think. And uh, we've got someone who's put their claim, their stake in the ground here. Yeah. Ready to no, go. I mean, as probably all the listeners here have heard, uh, I uh, made a lot of uh, mistakes that I think I would like to <laughs> try to redeem myself a little bit for. So, um yeah, who knows how how it will go the second time around? But uh, if I have the chance, I'd like to 
you know, we'd like to try to give it another shot, make it to merge right. and actually make it to merge, not be the first, uh, <laughs> first yeah. boot in the semi merge. Uh, <laughs> it was a bittersweet feeling. You're like, Oh, I've merged. And then, Oh no, never mind. I didn't make the merge. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, it was an interesting twist. It was a fun twist, but for someone like you, it didn't quite, didn't quite work out, uh, the way you wanted it to for sure. And, uh, I know I contributed to that, so I'm sorry, but it's the way it goes. <laughs> um yeah Bryson, no, no, yeah you guys you guys yeah. do i mean yeah andrew you do an awesome job uh putting it together and um yeah for anyone listening out there who's kind of on the fence and has no idea what the survivor at home is that's exactly how i was i was just a fan of survivor but i, I could not even understand how it was going to be pulled off but um yeah it was it was certainly the highlight probably definitely of my week probably of the month and honestly probably of the year um it was a ton of fun in a time where there was uh, you know not a whole lot to do uh, things were still kind of slowly opening um season three was yeah i think what was it uh may or april end of so may, yeah end of may yeah like so height of lockdown uh 2.0 or 3.0 in yeah, life. exactly. So it was it was certainly a lot of fun. It gives you a little taste of Survivor, um, but also even for people who are not even the most uh, the biggest Survivor fans, it's just a whole lot of fun to to meet people and uh, you know test your social skills, test your uh, yeah <laughs> your competitiveness, everything. So couldn't couldn't uh, recommend it more. Awesome. Well, that's cool, man. I'm glad that you're interested in playing again. Stay tuned. The, the window to um, apply closes December 21st. So whether it's for yourself or for someone you love, an early Christmas gift, you can even apply for them, fill out the form on their behalf. And then after December 1st, uh, heading into the new year, we'll make an official decision of the 16 people. Um, not, not a ton of people have applied yet. So there's still lots of room. It's always the case that people kind of ease into it but would love for you everyone at home listening to consider or if you know of someone who you're like oh this person would just be fantastic for a weekend like this um we would love for them to apply we'd love for you to apply um you know take take it upon your shoulders and apply to this game um but thank you for listening jordan anything else uh, that you wanted to add that yeah that just get out there apply for survivor at home throw that throw that in it is it's honestly it's so much fun it's a great competitive couple of days um but it's so much fun the community you build through it the fun that you have the stress that you go through the organization that it takes by by andrew and now katie and steph uh, is steph also a part of the production team no this time she has no idea uh, what is happening because gotcha. she is still on the fence about playing so maybe she'll playing. listen okay. to bryson here and decide so but she is katie, katie after the last Andrew. yeah i'll just say this quickly before we wrap up after after every season but especially after this last week, event weekend now also we have two young kids who during the pandemic couldn't get any help watching them but she was like we're not doing this again this is too, <laughs> this is too taxing on our lives and marriage and she's not wrong but uh she's like it's like she's come she's had her time to to process that and seek some counseling and now she is uh she's not only excited for what the weekend could be but is act actively even considering and she she's like a person of integrity for sure uh, she the other day i had some notes actually i wrote on a paper some notes about a challenge down and she came in the room and like for real like instantly it was like andrew and she like looked away 
She's like holding the paper and looking away. She's like, I think this is yours. I can't look at it. Um, so this makes me think that maybe she might even play, um, but we'll see. Um, so thank you. Thank you everyone for listening in. Thank you for um, being here with us. Bryson, really great to hear um, what you've had to share today. Again, just a very powerful moving episode that um, I'm still processing. And I think tomorrow morning uh, we'll have more to say and think about it, but very moving to hear what was said. And Jordan, in your many languages, take us out with a, a cool saying. <laughs> I, I don't have a cool saying off the top of the mind here, but uh, thank you for listening. Have yourselves a great week. We will see you again next week for episode 12, Survivor at Home, the podcast. Uh, find us on Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts. Tell your friends, follow, subscribe to the show, depending on which podcatcher you use, and we will talk to you next week.